Hello and welcome to Design Education Talks by the New Art School. Our guest today is Andy Armitage. Welcome, Andy. Hello. Great to have you here. Thanks for inviting me on. Fantastic. So tell us about you and your work. Um, I'm a researcher at Liverpool John Moores University in the UK. Um, and I've been a university lecturer for over 20 years now. Uh, my research um, is to do with art education um, in higher education, past, present and future. So I'm interested in how the system has developed, um, how we teach, what we teach, and why we teach it in the way we do. Fantastic. So tell us, tell us about what you're currently working on. Uh, I'm currently, I suppose, three quarters of the way through my PhD thesis. Mm. Uh, currently being conducted interviews um, with past students, lecturers who have taught or studied at art school. So it's an oral history approach. I'm looking at gathering personal experiences um, of what was being taught, how things were delivered. Uh, it's what I would call recollections and reflections. So interviews. Um, that look at anecdotal archive evidence that complement the uh, bureaucratic one, you know, the written, recorded, photographed. So I'm trying to fill in some of the gaps in the archives. Um, hopefully that will give me a better understanding of the changes that took place and have continued to take place. Okay, so 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 tell us about a bit more about your findings or your or your sort of uh, discoveries. Well, it's been very interesting actually. Um, I spent a lot of time looking at archives because an overlay to all of this is the social, economic, political, and cultural context. So looking at how things have influenced changes in art school. So if we kind of go back in time and we look at, you know, where all this started in the UK, we actually see uh, big gaps between changes. Um, and, and that was interesting. Now, as a, a designer, I, I work visually. So I've mapped out the events and changes. Um, you know, initially that was just a sketch mind map, but that enabled me to see where there was pockets of activity changes, political pressures, cultural changes, and then where the gaps were. So it kind of revealed little patterns that were emerging, um, and how new and fresh art and design education it is in the UK as a degree discipline. You know, we're, we're talking about the, the 1960s when art schools and, and courses were given the credibility of, of being degree level. 
And um, when you compare that to traditional subjects, they've got a much longer history. So there's quite a radical change in the 1960s. Um, and then, then a gap, and then some revolutions again, polytechnics, um, new modern universities, the plate glass universities, and then post-92 institutions. And that's led us to the, the current position of the marketized education system. So it's, it's been interesting to just map that out. Fantastic. So uh, how can we sort of, how do you see this material going further? How, how do you see this making an impact? The, the next phase, once I've completed the, the oral histories, is to bring together a focus group and to talk about how we got to the point where we are and what the possibilities may be for the future. And I'm going to approach this with a blank sheet of paper. It's a what if blue sky thinking. Mm -hmm. If we were to design a, a, an art design school, what would it look like? How would we shape it? What would take place in those spaces? What would the spaces be? So I'm hoping to inform how we might move forward what the possibilities might be and the variety of possibilities. Because at the moment, it feels like we're following a channel, following a route that has been established, um, but with very little question of how we d design that process, which I find interesting. Um, as artists and designers, we're used to being creative and generating new ideas and new ways of thinking. But when you look at art schools um, in within universities, they're fitting within a system that is defined. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to think what we might do if we had to create that new system in, in its entirety, what would it look like? Uh, that's very interesting. So, I mean, if you could do anything at all, would you? what would you change in the current system if there was no limitations? No limitations. I would seriously think whether the, the modular system in, in the UK works for art and design subjects. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, one of the things that the system does is it, it measures time and outputs and quantifies all of the activities. I have no issue with that broadly. But what we found, um, looking at some of the archives, is how the, the contact with students the activities that take place have been shaped by that framework. For instance, if we look back to 1768 at the um, Royal Academy of Arts, a course was six years long. 
Um, it changed in 1792 to seven years. And then in, I think it was around about 1880, it then became five years. And that was made up of three years undergrad and a two-year postgrad. Mm. And that's pretty much the shape of how things are now, mm-hmm. with the exception of some postgrads are a year mm-hmm. and some two. Now, looking at the archives, uh, particularly at Liverpool John Moore's University, University sorry, <laughs> you can see the timetables, the amount of time staff have spent with students. When you compare that to now with the semesterized system, and there's a shortfall of time relative to how it was. Mm-hmm. So in terms of weeks, there are significantly less weeks. And in terms of contact time of a daily basis, the timetables in the 1940s and 50s would have had students in from nine to five um, every day. Yeah. Whereas now the contact time is is less. Yes. One of the things that emerges from that is that how we teach. So those contact points are probably more focused. And there was a seminal piece of work by Cal Storm in the 1980s called Sitting with Kelly. Sorry, your, your sound, the, the piece of work is what? Uh, it was a piece by Cal Swan called Sitting with Nell, Nelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he questioned the process that we'd been going through, which essentially was an academic would sit next to a member of the design community, a student, and talk to them about their work. Mm-hmm. And off they would go talk to the other students, uh, another 20 minutes, half an hour, and work around the studio. So the students would be expected to work on the, the, the projects, the activities, the paintings, the designs. Um, but it was a studio-based activity people were expected to engage. Mm-hmm. Whereas now we have these measured points of time, um, and staff have the contact, deliver, and students would quite often leave the studio and go and work somewhere else. So that's been an interesting thing to look at. And of course, talking to uh, academics, who have taught in the 60s, 70s, 80s, through to, to now. Some of that practice still takes place. So we have a modulized system that's semesterized, times measured and quantified, outcomes are quanti- quantified, but we still have academics doing the sitting with Nelly. Um, 
so the amount of time and quality that students are receiving is very similar to how it used to be, but within a distance than it was, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what, what are you proposing for this? I, I think <laughs> what we need to do is look at whether art schools um, fit within the current universe system. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a case to look at how they become independent uh, and have the freedom to shape, create, model what suits? Um, and different disciplines probably have a different way of doing this. Absolutely. So I'm not suggesting that architecture, product design, industrial design, fine art, graphics all have the same model. Mm-hmm. But the discussion should take take place of what would work and what would be most beneficial. Um, during the 1960s, the Coldstream reports, they actually identified that some courses would be slightly longer than the others. For instance, industrial design was suggested that it would be five years um, long to study because the expectations of the detail uh, that was required to be an industrial designer um, would mean that there would be further postgraduate study to get to the level that made you competent and safe to design toasters and forklift trucks. Um, whereas other disciplines, uh, three years was sufficient. Yeah. But we now have a system where all degree courses are the same length, with the exception of architecture, which still has a system whilst part of the universe your system is different mm-hmm. so i would propose that we just look at what the possible possibilities are oh this is great this is very interesting um this is sort of truly to the spirit of uh, this podcast and the work that we're doing here so is there anything else you'd like to to say the, the challenge we have is if, if we look at the possibilities, it still has to occur within the social, economic, and political system that exists in the UK. Mm-hmm. And we have significant changes um, that have occurred since 92. Student fees, loans. So how would you convince somebody to pursue a career in design if we took the model of 1768 that the course was going to be six years or five years or four? But we do have some case studies because in Scotland, the degree programs are four years long. So even within the the UK, uh, there are 
some possibilities that create a platform. But it's cost. How, how would you go to university, um, fund that time? Uh, if your peers are doing three years and your course is going to take longer um, because that's the nature of it. Again, architecture stands out as a, as a model, a platform. Um, the case might also be, can courses be shorter? Um, this is a discussion that's taken place over years, it rears its head. Um, should degree courses be two years? Summer breaks shorter, summer breaks don't happen. So it's, it's interesting to just play with all of those possibility, their possibilities and opportunities. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, is there is there anything else uh, you'd like to leave us with? I suppose my parting comment would would be: I really want people to to think about that blank sheet of paper and start thinking about what would art and design education uh, be if we started afresh, what do we want it to be? And let our creativity, our design skills shape that mm -hmm. and then put those ideas forward for serious dis discussion and debate and move forward. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. How can our viewers and listeners find you? Um, I'm on Twitter. I have an education uh, Twitter profile, which is oh, just fallen out my head. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll put it in the link below the video. Yeah, put it in the link. Uh, and you can find me on the Liverpool John Moores University website. Search for Andy Armitage, uh, and I'll appear as a researcher. And you can see my project. Um, I'm also still looking for anybody who wants to be interviewed as part of the, the backcasting process. And then if anybody is interested in being on the focus group, I'd be happy to hear from you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Andy. Great talking to you and keep in touch. Okay. Thank you very All much. All the best. Bye.